Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Alright guys, this is a special bonus episode of Conspiranormal, and we have on the line Pamela Furr, who is a talk radio show host here in Nashville on uh, the the radio station 99.7 WTN, and it's interesting how I actually kind of got to know Pamela, because it's kind of by chance, <laughs> it's all like synchronicity. Yeah, do you tell me? You're going to tell my secret now that I order way too much <laughs> delivery food. Well, actually, I haven't, I, haven't, uh, I haven't actually delivered to you in a while. It's been a few weeks. so. Yes, I, that's true. I'm trying to be better. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, you know, just deliver to the door, and um, I guess I put two and two together. I saw the name. And I, cause I'd listened to the show, I'd, I'd listened to your, to your show before, I guess that, uh, mm-hmm. well, you're on with, um, I can't remember what's, who's Dan the guy, Mandis. Dan Mandis. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the, um, I guess he's the guy that does the, uh, I guess he does the booking and stuff over there. He's like the main dude, I think. Right. Yeah. No, he's the program director. Program director. And yeah. then he actually hosts the show. So the show is the Dan Mandis show from noon to three. I'm just, I'm a news anchor. Yeah. Um, but I pop in with comments. So I'm on during his show and Phil Valentine's show right. um, as a news anchor. But I also fill in as a host from time to time. In fact, I'm filling in tomorrow. But I, I don't know when this will air. But oh, okay. yeah, I fill in from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard you fill in uh, a few times. And I think on one of yeah. those, it was either you were going solo or you were with him. Um, I heard you went to a Bigfoot conference and <laughs> yes, I, I, did. <laughs> I actually remembered that from 
and when I del- when I delivered over there, so I gave you the card, and I was like, I know you're into this, and I gave you that. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. you know, probably about a few, quite a few months later, and uh, here we are having you on the show. So, <laughs> um, well, okay, so the, so to tell the truth, yeah. Um, so I did go to this Bigfoot conference. Uh, conference. It was in Frankfort, Kentucky. Yeah, I think it's the but, Crypticon, I think, that's come, actually coming back yes. up, I think, in Louisville this year. Yes, that's it. That's exactly yep. what it was. Now, look, I cannot sit here and tell you that I believe in Bigfoot. I don't know. I know that my friend, my one of my best friends, had an experience that freaked her out. And she has a twin sister. They were both in the car together. They had not been drinking. They were taking back roads uh, through Florida. They had just been on a cruise, Mm. and they were taking back roads to get back home just to do some sightseeing or what have you. And they both swear they saw something. Um, And man-like creature, hairy seven foot tall kind of thing. And so um, she, they called the police and they called different things. And, and it wasn't out of the ordinary for somebody to say they've seen something in that particular area. So she has now started to investigate, you know, different things and trying to hear other people's stories. And so she called and said, don't laugh at me, but will you go with me to a Bigfoot, conference and i said um okay and so i did and it was actually kind of fascinating uh, to hear some of the stories some of it was just total bs but then there were there you you could you could figure out which ones were people who actually have seen things heard things felt things had some some people were journalists that just you know looked for the stories to tell over the years it was it was quite it was actually pretty fascinating was there anybody that was there that could particularly struck a nerve or struck a chord with you well i was interested in um i haven't read the books or anything like that but i did see the movie the mothman prophecy oh Are yeah you familiar we, with that i am we actually had the screenwriter of of that movie richard haddam we've had him on a couple of times on this show oh very cool yeah well i was very so there were people there that talked about the Mothman experience and, and all of that. And so that actually struck a, a nerve with me and struck a chord of just historically how that has, has actually occurred over the years. And it's not like it doesn't happen often, um, but when it does, there is usually a huge tragedy that happens um, where lots of lives are lost Um and people in the area would see this moth man-like creature before it actually happened. That was fascinating. So that struck a chord with me. Um, And then I guess there are some stories even out of Tennessee um, where a Bigfoot-like creature, I want to say it's like a swamp kind of creature, Got the book. I bought the book. I didn't. I've got it around here somewhere. I don't know what. It, I haven't read it yet, but I bought it. I bought it because I, it was fascinating because it's a story out of here, out of Tennessee. But anyway, but that's what that's what struck a chord with me. 
okay yeah um the the mothman stuff is extremely interesting um i think what you're referring to like the uh, silver bridge collapse in 1967 yeah. mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. people um thought it was a harbinger of a lot of different of the, of that event and um mm-hmm. that book's based off um a book by uh, the movie i'm sorry is based off a book by uh, john keel which that is it's if you've ever read the if you read the book it's some of the weirdest stuff you could ever possibly imagine because there was a lot more going on than just the mothman there were like um, right. ufo sightings there were like men in black sightings which were just completely bizarre uh there was this guy that said that he contacted this character named indrid cold which is you know right, which, uh, right. richard Haddam uh introduces in that uh in the mothman prophecies film and uh yeah, it, 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 some of the stuff with Bigfoot like gets really, really weird. I don't know if you've listened to some of the episodes that we've done, but uh, it's definitely on the <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's definitely on the weird side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is there anything that uh, like your personal like? Do you have any personal stories for like uh, paranormal <laughs> stories? Okay, truth. I don't, and I'm going to tell you. I I honestly. Now, I believe in the paranormal. Sure. I believe, um, I, you know, I believe in God. I don't know what y'all's spiritual life is like, but, but for me, you know, I do believe in God. But I also believe in the paranormal. And I also believe that, it, you know, those who are seeking will find it. And and I think it would freak me out so much that you would have to institutionalize me. <laughs> so, therefore, I don't want to see it. I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? I know it's there. Yeah. But just it needs to stay there. From <laughs> I don't want yeah, I would slip out. Um, but I do know um, I have yet another friend. I've seen video. They have like pet cams in their house, mm. and they had a um, they had a recent they had a brother a son slash brother you know uh, pass away unexpectedly probably about three three or four years ago, and. The, in, on that pet cam, there is this little orb that seems to follow what would be, we think it's him, that would be his sister. Just follows her around the house. I mean, and there's no light that we can see with our, our own eyes, but on that pet cam, you can see it. It is it is the craziest thing. And I believe it's just as real as, you know, my hair color, which is very real. <laughs> I am a redhead. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, um, no, I, I, those sorts of things. Phil Valentine tells the story of they have an old, old cabin on their property. And at night they actually can hear fiddle music playing mm, and they don't oh, have wow. anything going. And they, and Phil will talk about sometimes smelling a perfume. And they think it's there's something that lives in that cabin. So, that, but I don't have my own personal experiences. Like I said, I think I would I would freak out too, way too much if I were to witness something with my own two eyes. I really do. I think you'd have to institutionalize me. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's interesting because um, I'm I I really know a lot about this stuff, but I think if I had an experience like that, I might freak out too. Because mm-hmm. I, honestly, mm-hmm. I don't really know how I would react to something like that. Because it, yeah, I I related on one of the last episodes, but when I was a when I was a child, I had a I had an experience that was really strange. Um, I saw this old lady in a corner, 
uh, in the house. And um, I've told this a, a billion times on the show, but my aunt had lived in with my my father moved into the same house that uh, he lived in as a child. So I grew up in the same house mm-hmm. as my father, and I saw an old lady sitting and standing in the corner. And kind of to make the long story short on this, I later on, I was probably about seven, and later on, but I was about fourteen. I, my mom and my aunt were were speaking to each other about this house. This is actually Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I'm mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. and they were talking about it. And my aunt said, "Well, you know, I looked into your father and uncle's room, which later, thirty years later, was going to be was was my room, and I saw an old lady in the corner." So it was very much like mm-hmm. this kind of like validation of her experience and my experience were like this validation that like something actually happened. Um, I can remember seeing or like feeling things in that house. Never, never anything like was like that felt like kind of like malevolent or anything. It was all kind of felt, it all kind of felt kind of peaceful, but there was definitely like this weird presence in, mm-hmm. the, in that house. And I can remember actually moving away to the house where my parents are now and not feeling that same way. Like it just had a different, like mm-hmm. that house had a totally different feeling. And I can remember like voices over my head when I was probably like four years old and not, you know, not wanting to wake up. Um, my mom had a weird experience where she saw a little boy in the house and there was just, you know, just several little things like that, um, that happened to me. But as an adult, nothing. <laughs> probably as a child you had more of a an open mind yeah. to it yeah. you didn't have all these fear barriers and that sort of thing that, that that keep us from from seeing things like that yeah and kids will will say some interesting stuff that makes you really wonder about kind of like the the, the nature of of reality and, and all that mm-hmm. so yeah. And you kind of know the difference of whether they're just pulling it out of there, you know what, sure. or if they really do believe they're saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've 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 heard some some weird stuff, and I think I've heard some things that my mom has told me that I said. I'm just like, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. What about anybody mm-hmm. in your family? Has, has anyone your family ever had any kind of weird experiences or encounters like um, that? You know, I don't really know. Um, we had. I don't. I don't recall talking about seeing things like that you know we're very religious kind of family so i don't recall any crazy stories um at all (laughs) and if they if they did have any crazy stories they certainly weren't sharing them um sure yeah (laughs) yeah you got to wonder about that too whether people were are kind of reticent to say something about the the paranormal mm-hmm. too or that they'll think that like people will think that they're weird i've noticed that mm-hmm. that's kind of well, changing lately though that is, i think it is kind of changing but that was kind of the thing with my friend who believes she saw not necessarily bigfoot but something that bigfoot like yeah you know she she was reluctant to tell me her story because she thought that i would think she was crazy and mm-hmm. i did you know at first i, I thought well they were they had a lot of mimosas that morning or Bloody Marys or something. And, and no, I mean, they, they didn't, but that, that was my only thing. And it's so funny because walking around that, the, what it was, what the Crypticon, what, whatever it was called. Yeah. Crypticon. Um, walking mm-hmm. around the big foot, the Bigfoot convention is what I called it. Um, people would ask me, are you a believer? Are you a believer? Hmm. And I would just say, well, I believe 
her. And I'd point to my friend. I, I, and I do. I believe she saw something. Um, I, you know, but it, <laughs> it, I think people, like you just said, I just think people are probably reluctant into saying anything. They don't want to be labeled nuts. It's interesting that they use that terminology of like, are you a believer? They don't, they're not sitting there saying like, well, what do you think is going on? Or do you think there's something going on? They're like, there's like, it's like, are you a believer? There's like the, there's mm-hmm. almost like there's a, I've noticed this in paranormal conventions. We just went to a UFO right. convention in Knoxville over the weekend. And uh, my, mm-hmm. my co-host here, Sarfiel, he'd never been to one before. And he almost had that feeling like there was this like religious, almost kind of like church-like atmosphere to it. Like yeah. it was like a replacement almost. I just turned to Adam and I was like, man, this feels like church. I could just feel the, <laughs> the belief. Yeah. 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 Do you got any yeah. thoughts on that? Too? I didn't know you had a co-host in there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That. He's here. <laughs> I got producer duties, so, you know, I'm just making sure everything's running right. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, co-host slash producer now. We, we used to have our own producer, but he, we don't know what happened to him. I th- we think he fell off the flat earth or something. Um, but, uh, yeah. Or he saw something and just never came back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. Too much for yeah, me. I'm yeah. freaking out. Yeah, he got to he got to he got taken by the aliens. Do you have any thoughts on like UFOs <laughs> and stuff? Well, like what? UFOs, like flying saucers, aliens. Are you so? Do I have any thoughts? Like yeah. what kind of thoughts? Are you, like the, the nature of it, or what it could the be? The nature or? of it. So, do I believe in F- UFOs? Is that what you're asking? Unidentified flying objects. Sure. I, I mean, why not? Uh, you know, there are certainly objects in the sky that I can't identify, and I'm sure there are plenty of objects up there that scientists have yet to identify. Do I think it's another species, you know, that's more advanced than human beings that are trying to make contact with us? I don't know. I mean, I'm not so um, grandiose that I think that only human beings exist. Okay. Um, you know, if I'm a believer in God, which I am, I why why would God, who is infinite, only focus on just this little teeny speck in this grand universe? So, I mean, I I would think that you know the God of this grand universe would have a whole lot of things to play with i guess that would be the way to say it you know so i so sure i think there might be aliens sure or other kinds of life sure do i think we'll ever see them or know them probably not in my lifetime at least lifetime in this physical body of mine you know i think my energy of course will continue on yeah um, but you know i don't know that I don't know that there's anything sitting at Area 51 that we're studying <laughs> that one day will make contact with us. Um, what is it, what's, what's the Star Trek first contact? Right, I don't know right, that right. that's going to happen in my yeah. lifetime. But but do I believe there are things out there? Absolutely. I think it's a great, great, gigantic, big world. And we're just a little speck. What do you think people are seeing when they say that they uh, they see craft or lights or things like that? Do you think it's some kind of maybe just military or you think there's maybe some kind of spiritual aspect to it? Um, 
I, I think it could be both. Mm-hmm. The truth is, I bet you when people say that they say things like that, they are seeing military experiments and military craft. I've, I've dated enough people in the military to know there are all kinds of experiments going on that we'll never know that cost billions of dollars that we, you know, that we throw away more than you realize. I mean, I, I'm aware of down in Huntsville, this friend of mine was a, what was he, a G-13, a G-12, something like that, and worked on one of the missile programs, non-light-of-sight missile program that ended up not working, and it was a $4 billion program, and they had to Ooh. scrap it because it didn't work. Don't you love um, that? Things like that. So, so you know, yeah, I, I, but I think probably a lot of what people are seeing are probably military tests and whatnot. Um, I agree. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. We're we're pretty on the same page for a lot of that. Yeah. I think a lot of the UFO sightings and I think some of this stuff about aliens and um, I think a lot of it's been like kind of disinformation, especially I think during the Cold War to kind of keep Mm -hmm. different like kind of um, secret secret aircraft, secret projects, secret. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And and to kind of obscure. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 well, kind of. Uh, let's let's get to talking about the talk radio industry that you're in, and podcasting, mm-hmm. and and all that. What do you see? Is, is there is there a change going on in talk radio because of podcasting? What's kind of like the relationship between um, that a now? A change. So, I mean, you know, podcasting has been going on now for a very long time, probably longer than you realize. I just think that the audience for them has grown. Um, And that's why suddenly, and I don't mean this to you guys, I mean, I was going to say suddenly everybody and their brother is doing a podcast. And I don't mean that insulting to you guys at all, you know. And I have no idea how many people listen to yours or, you know, you were just a nice person that wanted me to come on, so why not? Um, So, um Talk radio, radio itself is a medium that I don't think is going anywhere anytime soon. I don't think we lose out because of the podcast. There are just too dang many podcasts. You have to have something really unique if it's going to compete, if you will, with radio. The other thing that is unique about radio that podcasts are not is that we're still live. You know, now there are radio shows and music shows that aren't necessarily live at that moment, meaning the DJ has pre-recorded all of their tracks and they're sitting at home when their show's on or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk radio, in a lot of cases, is still live. It might be syndicated, but it's still live. Um, And then the great thing about WTN is that we are live and local throughout most of the day. Now, here's why I say all of this. When, since you're talking conspiracies and aliens and this, that, and the other, Mm -hmm. when there is an emergency, if your cell tower goes down, if you don't have your cell phone to get your emergency information, when your power is out, your Wi-Fi is gone, your television is gone, what do you still have? If people will put batteries in an actual radio, you still have your radio, yeah, and if right. you 
you young millennials will remember that just buy a ten they're ten bucks at this point. Get yourself a ten dollar radio, have it in your house, put batteries in it, and you're set. I, I thank so you for I thank you for calling me a millennial. I'm actually I old, no I'm actually older, are, but no. <laughs> oh good. Well, but congratulations. Thank, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But you, but people equate podcasts with millennials. I mean, let's just be these days they do. Now, again, I've I've been on podcasts 15 years ago, 20 years ago that people were just start, maybe not 20. I'll take that back. But the 15 certainly. I'd say 15 years. is a good safe bet. Yeah, yeah. That's about, that's about um, the same so, time I started listening to the at the time what we're referred to as internet radio shows. So yeah, 15 years is a good, yeah, good yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know, I mean, I've been in emergency situations. I was in Illinois. Um, when a tornado ripped through that town and it took down other radio station towers. We were the only one left up. So everybody in this particular town in that area, they were listening to us. I mean, I even remember being in my neighborhood. And mind you, I was doing reports from my phone until the cell tower went out, but I was doing reports on my porch from my phone until I had to go down in the basement. But then later that evening... You know, when nobody has power, you don't even hear a hum of electricity going through the town because there is none. People were going out to their cars to listen to the radio. Um, so, you know, what's the, why does this movie come to my mind right now? What is it, Signs? They're yeah. down in the basement, and so they're listening to the radio to see what's going on, you know, kind of stuff. That's, that's the thing about radio, and people don't remember that until something happens happens you know 9-11 when that happened all radio turned into talk radio for at least a day um when there is an emergency and your cable's out or like i said your your the cell towers if if it's not down so many people are trying to call people you can't get a call through because it's too jammed so what do you do you go to your radio so uh, so I don't think radio is taking a hit, if that was your original question. I don't think it's taking a hit from podcasts. I think it's all enhancing. So there are people, you know, even now in radio that are doing podcasts as well, where they're taking segments of their show that they did on the radio and podcasting it for people to listen to. My fascination is, though, with so many out there, how do you pick one to listen to? That, that's, that's my fascination. Who yeah. stands up? Out of that's the crowd, a good question. Hundreds of thousands of podcasts, and that's what it is at this point. Right, and that's that, that, that's something we yeah we we deal with a lot. We've been around for seven years, and oh wow, congratulations! Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we've been around for 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 a good little while, and some that I think right now I think the figure is was it sixty percent of podcasts never get past episode seven. So those oh, are wow. the, those so of us seven years. Yeah, yeah. This is a, we just we just finished recording episode two seventy six. So we're congratulations. We've been around a while. Yeah, and it's thank you, and it's been uh, you know it's it, it's really I really think it's just like we're we're in our own little niche, and mm-hmm. we get a lot of people that are interested, but we really do kind of put ourselves out there with the other podcasts that, that are that are that are popular. A lot of networking. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of networking and a lot of a lot of swap casting. And I think being one of those that have been around since twenty twelve. You just gave me a new word I'd never heard of. Swap casting. What? 
Swap casting. What is that? It's where you are on one. You're on somebody else's podcast. They're on yours, and you post them at the same ah, time. So we just did one swap with casting. Yeah, we just did one with another podcast called Strange Familiars, which is fairly popular now. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the reason why they're popular is because they were on one of they were mentioned on this uh, podcast called Last Podcast on the Left, which is one of the most famous podcasts that is out there. So they're they're really famous, and this guy's a big fan of our show. And so we just did like this little swap cast thing, and uh, nice. that's that's becoming like a little bit of a trend. And I think it's just it makes um, you visible to their audience and them visible to your audience. And you know, there's so there's like there's a good I think. A, a good give and take but to address kind of like the radio thing i still think radio still has that power i don't think that it's going and going mm-hmm. away and i still and i you know i know people that i know another podcast that he's really popular from just the point of view that he is on the radio in upstate new york it's not a very strong station mm-hmm. but i still think he's able to get better guests because they're like they see the radio aspect and you know, there's, right. there's Coast right. to Coast that's out there. That's the biggest show ever, you know, national radio. Sure, sure. You know, so I don't think, I don't see like talk radio or anything like that going away. And that's what really, you know, being someone that's in that industry, I wanted to ask you about it. Yeah. And from a talk radio standpoint, I agree with you. Now, from a music radio standpoint, I think things have just changed. I mean, for I've been doing this for a really, really long time. And so what I've noticed on the music radio side is that, you know, things have become very generic mm-hmm. unless, you know, you're on in the mornings. Morning shows have are more personality-driven, you know, or your drive-time shows are personality-driven. But for the most part, you know, shows are kind of generic. And for me, the music is kind of generic. I find some of the better music these days not on the radio anymore and that's yeah. unfortunate that's true um, because there's so much great music out there and I, I don't just mean country i mean in all formats that you can find um the the bit the cool thing is these days you don't have to have deal or have your music played on the radio for it to do well anymore um and and that's that's what i find you know kind of interesting that um it just seems very corporate formatted um, these days uh, for me. But again, I don't know that you know the, the the radio audiences aren't programming to me right now. From a music standpoint, I'm not the audience they're looking for, so they don't have to program something that I might like because I'm a little older and you know skew I skew a little older than what their demo might be. So. So I don't know that it matters <laughs> from my standpoint. But anyway, that's that's kind of how I see it. I think one of the strengths of radio, too, is that it still has that local component, really, and it, it ties yes, you to course. the area. Yep. Yeah. I just agree, agree with that. Well, Pamela, thank you so much. I know that you, we've, uh, you've kind of limited to 30 minutes, so I want to thank you for coming on. Um, you know, Absolutely. Where can people find um, your presence on the radio? Well, on the radio, 99.7 FM in Nashville. We stream, of course, 997WTN.com. Yep. Um, you can find us uh, on a phone app, you know, iHeartRadio. You can find us there. You can find me on Facebook at Spur with two R's, F-U-R-R, Pamela Burr. Um, 
Now, the only thing, now here's the deal, and I don't know that I've made this clear to you, but me being on this podcast means you cannot tell people what I look like when I answer the door. <laughs> that's not a, that's not a problem. <laughs> that's not a problem. <laughs> the, secret, the secret is safe with me. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right, Pamela. Uh, Sometimes it's, you know, the PJs and the... Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, uh, stay in the line for us for a little bit. Uh, we're going to close out this bonus episode. want to thank everybody for listening to Conspiranormal. If you would like to help the show, please consider becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com slash conspiranormal or leave a one-time donation at conspiranormal.com. And please check out our YouTube channel, Conspiranormal Podcast. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money.